This is the Love and Sex Unfiltered Podcast. Hosted by licensed marriage and family therapist and certified Gottman Method couples therapist, Sonia Jensen. Let's dive into the unfiltered side of what it takes to create communication, intimacy, and chemistry, not just in relationships with a partner, but the relationship you have with you. Here's your host, Sonia Jensen. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Love and Sex Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Jensen, and live with me is the amazing Miss Ophelia Kinnersley. And we're going to talk about S-E-X in our podcast today. I feel like straight out of middle school. I know. You're like sitting in the corner like, Ophelia, (laughs) we're going to talk about it. 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 So we were we were studying our our podcast analytics and realized that the most listened to episodes are the ones about sex. So because clearly people are having it. So. I think clearly people aren't having enough of it or the kind that they want. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. So what's on the agenda for today? So today we're going to discuss erogenous zones. Ooh, that sounds like fun. I think it is going to be fun. Yeah. So I did a little bit of research. Can you guess what two of the women's erogenous zones are that are not on your normal everyday feed of a woman's erogenous zones? Mm, Neck. Okay. Okay. And I would say feet. Hmm. Now that is on there. Like that's on like the everyday normal playing field. Obviously women want their necks to be kissed. Well, sometimes it depends. It depends. Preferably <laughs> not a sweaty neck, preferably a clean neck, unless you're into that, which that's a different but, but I think it depends on what you want sexually that day. Because if you're like typical Tuesday sex, please don't try kissing my neck. Just like do what you know you need to do. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> and let's we're gonna, move on. You're going to have to stick a pin in that because we're okay. going to talk about okay. that too. Okay. So um, different erogenous zones that you don't know about would be your scalp. Ooh. And your fingertips. Is that why I really like my head massage? Yes. That's okay. what that is one of your personal erogenous zones. Ooh. And so I thought it was amazing because, you know, you have your hair follicles, but your scalp is very sensitive and wants to be touched. Obviously with your fingertips, but your fingertips having the massage is also an erogenous zone. I wouldn't have pegged that for one of the top two, but I can I can see No, it it's now. not a top two. It's another erogenous zones that people don't always get identified. So I should have said unidentified erogenous zones. Ooh, so. unidentified. I like it. But I mean, think about it. A lot of women like their partners to play with their hair. Well, I'm a black woman and their <laughs> number one rule of being a black woman is don't touch my hair. <laughs> So we'll get into that later. So Okay. So this works for only like non-black women. <laughs> no, we're working on it. It's a whole therapy session of touching my hair. And I love my husband and he wants to touch my hair all the time. And I'm like, you don't pay for it. Don't touch it. Listen, totally different podcast. Totally different podcast. Okay. Don't even worry we'll about it. We'll do that another time. We'll worry about that later. Okay. And then for men, it is their inner wrist. Really? Yes. And their lower back. Those are unidentified erogenous zones. They're lower back. So think all the way. I think it's called your sacrum. The very, I know. Sacrum? (laughs) It's whatever I want it to be. I'm a Taurus and we're going to rename it. I don't know if I could imagine like kissing my husband and like going down his back close to his And Okay. So there you go. (laughs) Right. See, I'm the expert this time. You you are. Isn't it so awesome? I'm talking about just like personal, like that just 
sounds like too close. Okay, so let me say you do to not have to kiss it. Really? No, it it's, just needs to be touched and manipulated. And we're going to talk about that too. Now, what do you mean by manipulation? Manipulation meaning maybe you put your breasts there, oh, maybe okay. your buttocks there. When you're massaging somebody from the back. So if, like, so you should sit on him naked. You should, yes, let's, back. Start, let's okay. start with that. I understand so, what you're saying Yes, if, okay. you're, if your husband, my husband ha- bought me a massage table Ooh. and he's very, very sweet. Does he sit on your back naked? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> he's a little bit taller than me. And okay. so it wouldn't be fun. I have like the biggest breasts you've ever seen. So. <laughs> Please don't sit on me, my But love. if we go on a cruise together and the cruise crashes as long as we have you. Off topic. <laughs> Stay so, so if you're giving your husband a massage and you are laying on your husband and you start to massage that with your breast, with your buttocks, with your hand, that's an erogenous zone. So. That sounds fascinating. I and want you to try it. I'll okay. I'll I'll let Eric give me some feedback. See what he thinks. Excellent. This okay. is not a meeting for Target Corporation. <laughs> I will take your feedback. So, okay. So those are just some of the erogenous zones. I think the biggest thing is identifying what they are in that moment because people think they are always women's breasts, which are one of the biggest erogenous zones for women. Fair, but after you've nursed children, um, you can lose kind of any feeling or sensation in your breasts or your nipples. So at one point when it did feel good, it doesn't feel good anymore. Inner thigh also likes to be kissed and touched. So Mm -hmm. um, obviously where your public hair line is. Your public hair line. Should I tell our story? Mm, No. (laughs) (laughs) So the first time uh, Ophelia and I, we, we actually met at a church small group. This is a funny story. Kind of. It's like, sure. our, it's like our second story, but we'll say it. Anyways, so we were sitting at our church small group, which I hosted, and we had another couple there, and we got on the topic of pubic hair. Pubic hair. <laughs> yeah, this was very spiritual, y'all, very spiritual. And so each one of us had a different view of what, how you should trim pubic hair. Yes. Right. And <laughs> I believe that you should have a landing strip because that's just how I am. I feel like if you take all the hair off, sorry for me, like I want to itch it all day long <laughs> and I just don't want to do that. I so, have never seen you want to itch it all day long. Because I only have a landing strip. So I thought we made fun of you because you, you- <laughs> absolutely did because she thought I had a full bush, which is has to, shout out to my full bush girls. Like you, you go, do girl. it, girl, you do it. Yes. But I have a landing strip and Sonia makes fun of me all the time. And so she's like, your husband's always trying to find it. And I'm just like, <laughs> He obviously found it enough. So. I always make this joke that he's like searching through the Amazon forest to find her clitoris. It's a real, it's a funny joke. So clitoris found. There's a little like man on the moon, like tag right there. Bam. So <laughs> anyways, okay. Back to erogenous sounds. I'm sorry, y'all. We'll, we'll get back there. Oh my gosh. You're hilarious. Anyway, on a day-to-day basis, your erogenous zones can change. And so I think people don't give themselves enough grace as to figuring out what they are. And sometimes when you Mm. get into sex, you go into your same routine. So, you know, you're one, you're laying on the bed. Two, it's dark. It's light. Mouth on nipple. Manipulate the clitoris. We're done. And it's like, well, I might need you to stimulate 
more of my erogenous zones. And so that's the biggest topic today is one, figuring out what they are, two, making sure that they're being manipulated, and three, can you orgasm just from having your erogenous zones touch? Uh, 100%. But I will actually say um, in a side comment that a lot of people will tell me, like, I have sex with my partner because they need it and they'll keep bothering me. Um, and two, I could go my whole life without having sex. Like, I don't need it, right? And so what we usually found is you say that because you've never had really good sex, oh. <laughs> right? There's a lot that uh, kind of comes into play with exploring your sexuality, which is another podcast uh, we already have uploaded. There's a lot of people who really struggle with the way their body responds to touch. Like there's certain areas that they feel ashamed for actually feeling aroused by those areas being touched, right? Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of people who feel like sex isn't meant to be an exploration. It's meant for one specific purpose. And so we don't branch out, you know, or like there's issues in the relationship or our attraction level to our partner and our own body image that make it hard for us to allow our bodies to be explored and to express ourselves sexually. So finding your erogenous zones does require a little bit of risk and oftentimes being surprised by how your body responds and where to what kinds of touch, right? And so we tend to, especially in long-term monogamous relationships, I think get really kind of burned out on our same typical Tuesday sex, which is fine. I think everybody needs typical Tuesday sex, but there are these things, what we call the brakes and the accelerators. And I think we might've talked about them before. We have to, as women are very responsive in desire. We don't always think that we're in the mode for sex. Most of the time, I think I saw a study that showcases that 85% of women have an orgasm 15 minutes in to some sort of um, manipulation of their genitalia or their erogenous zones. 15 minutes uh, for you to connect your mind and body to the fact that you might actually want an orgasm, right? So like you got to look at your body as something that is deserving of being explored and deserving of pleasure in order to find your erogenous zones. Absolutely. How many times are you talking to a couple and they don't even want to express any kind of sexual desires towards each other? I have always found it that at least one person wants to, but there's one that who doesn't. Um, I find it very rare where both partners don't want any sex. And in that case, you know, they have, a, you know, a, a marriage or a commitment to each other that is different than what we would would think a marriage would be like. And, and that is fine for them. It's really only you see issues in relationships where one person wants something different than what the other person wants. So if both people didn't want sex, the research showcases there's nothing wrong with that. Or if both people really want a lot of sex, you know, or insert both people really want to talk about feelings or whatever, then that's fine. And they can be very expressive about it. But what usually causes the issue is when one person doesn't want to have sex and another person does. There's a lot of different factors that take assessment as to why this couple is struggling with a difference in desire for one another. 
and for exploration. You also have the components of trauma. If somebody has been sexually assaulted or molested, you know, certain touch can be a real can be a real turnoff. Also, a healthy, committed relationship can feel like a real turnoff for a lot of people as well. When do you think you should introduce like, you know, I want you to touch me here. I like being touched there, like guiding your significant other into one of the zones of your body that's going to give you pleasure. Like when should you introduce that? Yeah, great question. So first and foremost, I would tell you to explore your own body first. So masturbation would be key. Well, it doesn't always have to be masturbation, right? It can be just touching your yourself in different erogenous zones, getting yourself in the place where you're using massage oils and just starting to figure out or using certain toys in different areas or parts of your body that start to get you in tuned with what you do like. If you don't like or know your body, how are you going to teach somebody else to like and know your body? Amen. So you really do like there is a a personal development aspect of this. And then second, you know, you want to use your voice in bed, um, both before, during and after. I mean, some people don't, but I would say like your partner isn't going to read your mind. So if a partner, if people are coming in and there's sexual desire discrepancy where one person wants it and the other person doesn't, there is a great technique that we call sensate focus. Sensate focus is kind of an oldie but a goodie in the sex therapy realm where you really take the pressure off the couple to have penetrative sex, meaning penis vagina sex or penis anus sex, whatever. And you really focus on pleasure, touching your body, creating a moment where you're fully naked with each other and you're just starting from head to toe and touching with your fingers, touching with your mouth going over all the different parts of your partner's body and then your partner doing that to you and picking up on the different responses that you and your partner have so that you can learn yourself in each other. Does that have anything to do with tantric? Am I saying that right? Tantric? Tantric sex is really like the connecting of souls, if I'm correct. Like there's this experience of being fully present in a moment where you're experiencing extreme independent pleasure with your partner right there touching themselves as well. But I have to do a little more research on tantric. I can't say I'm right. 100% 100% on that. It's something I, I want to get better at. I expect you to know this, Sonia. I know. I want to get better. I want to learn all things sex, let's be honest. But sensate focus is to try to take the pressure off of just the penetration aspect of things and moving it to the experience of pleasure and touch around erogenous zones. You will probably be surprised by what turns you on and what turns on your partner. And then you have new tools um, to utilize when you do want to go back to having penetrative sex. But so often there's so much pressure to move right to penetration and orgasm that we forget that sex is a conversation. Um, and sex requires really good sex, I think. It requires being fully present in the moment, tuning into your body and your partners and letting kind of having this euphoric experience with each other. And there's a lot of research studies done on that. Um, one of the best researchers, and that is Peggy Kleinflatz. And she wrote the book Magnificent Sex, which I have on my nightstand that I want to dig more deeper into. But it's full of research on what actually they, they studied couples across the spectrum, you know, heterosexual, gay, um, trans, um, you know, in different 
types of partners and approaches to sex and really found like there are certain key principles to what makes sex magnificent. And it's, it's not what we always think it's going to be. I would love to talk to some other people in trans communities and gay communities about their sexual experiences. But the interesting thing is there was across the board, even with all these people's differences, key things that made sex magnificent. I love that. So we think we're different, but in a lot of ways, the human experience is very shared. I love to continue this conversation on Instagram. Shout out to my Instagram followers. Please let us know um, what you are doing in your relationships and how you are touching each other's erogenous zones. Yeah, we want to hear what these erogenous zones are and how you found out about them. (laughs) We're crazy. I like it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. All right. See you at The Sonia Jensen. There you have it. If this episode hit home for you, take a second to share it with a friend, screenshot it, and share it on Instagram, or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to learn more tips and stay connected with Sonia, follow her on Instagram at the Sonia Jensen. And if you want to find more information, you can check out her website at www.sonyajensen.com. Until next time, remember, stay real, stay unfiltered, and dig deep.